Hey there, welcome to another episode of Cash Clarity. I'm your host, Abby Nerderman, and I am happy that you're joining me today because I'm sharing some behind-the-scenes strategies of how I run my business to make better decisions and make sure my team can follow through. I chose this topic because even though we might be doing all the things the experts and gurus say to do, our business might not be growing or scaling as advertised. If you're like me, you want to make a bigger impact, help more people through your calling, while at the same time providing for your family. There are so many different things to do and advice to listen to that it's hard to put it together in a way that makes sense without feeling like it's duct taped together and could fall apart if one thing doesn't work right. You might think that you'll be able to make it work if you give it enough effort or time, and we should be able to create our own luck by doing the right things. I'll be the first to admit that my business hasn't grown as fast as I've wanted it to. But you know what? It doesn't stop me from trying every day, which is why I've always got my ear to the ground. I'm always open to learning new things, and I'm always open to hearing something again in case I missed the point the first time, or maybe had forgotten it and need to relearn it. And today, I'm going to really go behind the scenes and share with you something that is working for me. Now, every business, regardless of size, has processes in place to manage their operations, whether or not it's formalized. For example, solopreneurs might be able to keep it all in their head. This is the service or product I offer, then go execute, and I do it mostly the same every time, right? Then as a team grows within a business, this grand operational system evolves and starts becoming more formalized. And I found this to be the case with me. I've had one employee other than myself on my team for about a year and a half now. And before she came on the team, I worked hard to get some of what was on my head into paper. When the business grows beyond you, unique problems start to surface, like how do I communicate decisions that are made? And how do I make sure we execute cohesively as a team on those decisions? At the time I made the decision to hire, my business coach helped me to put in place some elements that would really help shape my leadership role and hopefully sidestep some of those frustrations of working on a team. If there is one attitude that I've had about work ethic, it's that if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it right. So I got to work on these things that my business coach advised me on. The first one was to put together a vision or mission and some core values of the company. That way my employee can know what kind of culture I wanted for the team and be able to understand the direction that the company was going in. The second thing my business coach had me work on was an organizational chart, which to me sounded a little funny at the time because there was me and I was hiring for one spot. So, I mean, you know, it was pretty clear and easy, you know, with me and, you know, there on the boss and then having an employee. So like, okay, our org chart done, right? But she had me go another step further in, in, really map out what I saw the organizational chart looking like in the future and be able to share that with my employee to make sure that they understood where their role in the team fits now and where it fits in the future. The third thing that my business coach had me do is setting quarterly priorities. And to be fully forthright, we had been working on this for a while anyway. Um, So it wasn't something completely new at the time. 
The fourth thing was putting together some key performance indicators. Now, key performance indicators are um, specific, measurable things that you can go and look at in your business to make sure that you are on track for meeting the goals that you want to meet. For example, uh, revenue or net profit tends to be a common KPI or profit margin. The next thing that she had me go look at was uh, my communication strategy. How am I going to communicate important decisions to my employee and like how do I let her have a platform for letting me know how if things are working or if they're not working to be able to work more effectively and productively together. The sixth thing was putting together a standard operating procedure. To be honest, I never really got very far on this. I got as far as making some checklists for some of our most important tasks, but I never really put something super formal together uh, that could be like printed out in a manual per se. And then the last thing was putting together a process for performance reviews. All good employees want to know how they're doing and what they can do to improve. So it was important for me to think about this and put something together. So I went and did the work and must have done something right or done at least an okay job because my teammate hasn't run for the hills yet. But me, being the student that I am, feels like I can always be improving and getting better. I read a lot. I listen to podcasts. I ask questions in my online communities. And I do my fair share of Googling. Last fall, a book was recommended to me called Traction by Gina Wickman. And I've talked about this book before on the podcast. If I had to create a must list for any entrepreneur, this book would definitely be on it. And what I really loved about this book is that it brought everything together in an ecosystem. And I really demonstrated how all those things I worked on with my business coach could work together to create a strong organization. So after I read the book, I sat down and really thought about the things I had already put in place, what was working, what needed to be improved, and really dug deep to understand how I can implement the things I've learned from this book and make them work for me. Because the target for this book is really much larger businesses and not two-person team, I, I knew that I needed to kind of adapt it for, for my intentions and my purpose. And I know that I do want to grow beyond having two team members. So what can I be doing now to be ready to scale? So after all this really juicy content and traction is presented and discussed, the very last chapter of the book talks about what order to go implement these strategies. So for me, I, I do sometimes like to overcomplicate things, but in this case, I said, all right, I'm going to take your advice, Mr. Gino Wickman. I am just going to go out and take these step-by-step recommendations and start taking action on it. So the first step in traction that he recommends taking is to build your organizational chart. And he does call it something different. Traction has its own vocabulary and lingo, but I'm going to try and keep it you know, pretty high level on to terms that you're used to. So go and rebuild the organization chart. And traction really flips the organizational chart on its head. And I love it. It makes so much sense. Your traditional organizational chart looks at all the people in your business and lists out the responsibilities that each person has and who they report to. 
Now, the traction method looks at the role first and how the roles depend on each other, then fills in the name to each role. So in my business, my name is on like 99% of the boxes, but that's okay. It's made it abundantly clear on where I need help and the first positions I need to fill when I am ready to hire again which I know will first be a VA and then second will be a marketing project manager. Okay, so the second step in the traction strategy is to set quarterly priorities. Now, I'm a big goal setter, so I've been in the habit of creating quarterly goals for a long time and it's something that I continue to do with my business coach each quarter. So I haven't really had to change all that much what I'm doing right now, but what I did have to be more conscious of is Who is responsible for each goal? Obviously, it's me, but I specify which me or which role as outlined in my new organizational chart. So is it marketing Abby? Is it administrative Abby? Is it boss Abby? You get the idea. Now, the third step is to build a decision-making and communication process. And this is where I've had to do the most work. Now, in the book, it's written for a bigger business with a leadership team, where in my business, I am the leadership team. So what I've done is I've scheduled weekly meetings with myself to make sure that I'm spending time thinking deeply about the company priorities, are things getting done, why or why not, What are the steps that we need to take to get back on track? And it took me some trial and error to get it to work. I've figured out that Friday afternoons are my day to do this. That way I start Monday with a clear head. I also started meeting with my employee once a week on Mondays for about 30 minutes to really dig into some of the day-to-day stuff and then once a month to discuss the big picture stuff. I feel like productivity and efficiency has absolutely skyrocketed, which has me pumping my fist, right? And it gets me just so fired up and so excited about the future. The next step was to set KPIs. And I mentioned mentioned KPIs earlier being key performance indicators. So this for me has been a bit of a work in progress. And I've had to make some adjustments just earlier this week. So, so far I've chosen eight metrics to to go and and track three are in the financial area so profit margin accounts receivable aging and cash ratio and then three are in marketing so I'm tracking my podcast downloads my email list subscribers and my email open rate and then the last two are in the operations area I'm tracking incomplete tasks and my response time now The big thing about measuring something is making sure that it's the right thing to get the result that you want. So the results I'm really trying to achieve are profitability, positive cash flow, uh, ability to pay off debt, providing free, valuable content, building an engaged audience, delivering on what I say we're going to do, and responding quickly to clients. The jury is still out on whether or not I picked the right numbers to track, so I'll do an update episode in about six months or so, but I have a really good feeling so far. 
The fifth step is going through the vision and core values exercise. Like with my quarterly priorities, I had these things in place already, but traction had you dig really deep. So I really scrutinized what I had and even had my team weigh in on our values. The dig deeper part of this was getting really clear on my 10-year goal, my three-year goal, and my one-year goal, and being specific on what those things look like. The cool thing is it brings together steps one through four that I just mentioned, the org chart, the priorities, the communication process, and the performance measurements, and it glued it all together where before I didn't really feel like I had that cohesiveness. I feel like I have total clarity on the direction that we're going, even though I may not know what specifically all the small details are. Now, I haven't yet gotten to step six and seven. I've started step six a little bit, but just so you know and for your information, step six is to build a standard operating procedure, and step seven is to sign everyone a measurable. Now, I read this book in November, and it's currently April, so it's taking me a good four months to do the work up to this point on top of everything else I've got going on, like this podcast and taking care of my clients. But like I said, we've been more productive and efficient than ever before. We have more clarity on the direction that we're going. And now that I have a good line of sight to measuring some of my key performance indicators, I hope that I can report back here with some big wins sometime in the future. So now I want you to go grab this book. It's called Traction by Gina Wickman, and I want you to read it from front to back. I'm not an affiliate. I'm not making any money by recommending it. I just love it and want everyone to know about it. Or if you don't want to commit to buying and reading a book, just try one of the steps that I just mentioned. If you don't have a good operation system in place for working with a team, this could mean that it would be immensely difficult to grow our scale. Instead, if you do work on this big picture system stuff, you'll gain more clarity around your current performance and be able to map out the next big steps to make in order to grow your business. Now that we're at the end of the episode, I hope that you're feeling like it's possible to create your own roadmap to success. And I hope you come back for the next episode because... I'm going to discuss how it's possible for a bookkeeper to support your business without actually stepping onto your location. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, please subscribe to the show where you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to be featured in a listener shout out in a future Cash Clarity episode, please leave a review on iTunes. Until next time.